Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. We join the Jank Squad in the throes of not a debate, but a discussion with the leadership of Waterdeep as well as the organizations all throughout Faerun. Representatives from the Harpers, representatives from the Mage Guilds, and uh, representatives from the nobility of Waterdeep have all gathered to discuss the threat of the Cult of the Dragon. As Leosin has done his best to encourage, to persuade the audience before him, Fleeple stepped up and presented cold hard facts as well as his own transformation as proof and as support that the Cult of the Dragon must be dealt with permanently, if need be. With that, coupled with the dragons from the Harper organization directly that the Jank Squad delivered to them, was enough to sway the organization to action. Now, what action? We were left with three separate choices. One, to go after the Drakhorn. The second, to go after the leader, or rather the white worm speaker. And the third, to go after the green worm speaker, who was working in tandem with a green dragon. So, as we left our adventurers, they were asked what they wanted to do. And that is where we join on this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. So, Jank Squad, you are presented with this question. Which of these three quests seem the most important to go after, or for my players, seem the most fun to go after? (laughs) My mind has not changed since the last time we recorded. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Lance Thalen didn't probably hear a lot of the options because he's staring at a person who was acting suspicious during the council. Correct. Your eyes haven't left. They aren't ready to move. They haven't moved or shifted away from the general audience here. But, um, yes, you are. Your, your contribution is minimal so that you can maintain and you can focus in on them. And so Leosin pipes up. It, it, so, so it seems that uh, going after the Dracorn uh, is what you feel to be uh, the best course of action for you. Is, is, am, I, am I correct in assuming that? Well, I mean, in terms of just like, there's probably a lot of dragons over there, which sounds like maybe a bad thing, but I think it would just bring a lot of drama and excitement to the narrative. Ah, yes, yes. And we all, we, of course, I mean, absolutely. What, what if it's going to keep you invested? Um, and um, it, it, obviously you can choose whatever you would like because you've done wonderful things up to this point. Uh, and as a member of the Harper organization, we are relying on you, Fleeple, to be able to make the decision that you think can, that the Harpers can best support you in as well. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent. And Malamara, um, are you in agreement of this? Well, I work for him, she gestures to Fleeple. So where he goes, I go. <laughs> Yes, I keep forgetting that, of course, of course. Um, Very nice. Um, I do have some additional information that has been shared regarding the Drakhorn, though. It turns out, and maybe this will sway your decision one way or another, they currently are unaware of where the Drakhorn currently is. But 
and he points up to the mage guild that um, was showing the interest in the Dracorn. Uh, I've been informed by the mage guild that the leading expert on the matter um, has disappeared and been disappeared for quite some time. But last they saw her, she was heading up north to the spine of the world, where she um, uh, she felt that there were some uh, uh, clues, uh, some knowledge that uh, could be gained up there regarding the Tricorn. So um, I, if, if you truly wish to pursue that, uh, route. It's, it would be quite a journey <laughs> to go up there. Um, we don't have a circle that will go directly to the spine of the world, unfortunately. Oh, the spine of the world? Uh, Malamara, that's where you're from, isn't it? It is. I know that area well. Oh, perfect yes, yes, then. I, and I, 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 I think wisdom on your part here as uh, the Jinx Squad is you already have a seeming guide here as well. <laughs> Yes, and Malamara, you'll have to show me around to some of your favorite places. I mean, when we've got some spare time, when we're not, you know, trying to kill dragons and all that stuff. The logo hotspots, as it will. <laughs> yes, I've heard good things about the, the hard cheeses up there. <laughs> the frozen cheeses. Yeah, <laughs> just the ice cubes of cheese. Well, uh, if, if you're agreeable to that, we will... Um, we will move with that then, and I will have the other members of the organization, or rather the um, the audience here, uh, the council, uh, we will set forth on trying to accomplish the other two tasks uh, within the other organizations. Um, Lance. Yes, sorry, what? What's going on? Oh, I j- just, uh, you, you haven't piped in much here. Um, I just wanted to make sure that... Sorry, yes, um, sounds great. Uh, what? Do you know who that is? Leosin. He'll point to the... Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't say that I do, but there's, there's, there are a few of the uh, lower members of each of the organizations that I'm not as familiar with. Uh, it looks as um, they're with uh, the Order of the Gauntlet, I believe, yes. And who who do we know who's part of the Order, Order of the Gauntlet? I forgot. What was his name again? Uh, yes, uh, Antha Froom. Antha. Um... We might have a spy here. To that, Leosin looks at you with a very quizzical look, like, in disbelief of, like, spy? <laughs> he goes, in the order of the godlet? <laughs> it's not, it's not likely. They, they are filled with paladins and those with a holy righteous fervor. And, um... Uh, most of the time when they're rec- recruiting, they uh, subject all of their new recruits to a zone of truth immediately. Mm. Well, then maybe we need to implement one here. Yes, I. there's been a bit of an interesting experience in my life of experiences of holy righteous fervor uh, that maybe weren't yes, yes. especially good on my part. Um, so I, there could be a possibility. Lance, if you want to go and follow this this a little tickle in your nose, as it were, then we can go and... I don't know where that came from, but we can definitely follow it. It's an old draconic saying that I was uh, ever since I was a young little like lizard Like embers boy. getting sucked up into the nose, making the dragons... Yes, okay, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. Um, yes, I'm not quite sure. I'm just... Something's off about them. They've... Everyone's been listening, but they've been documenting everything, and I just... I. I have a gut feeling here, and I don't know if we should necessarily confront them here or follow them. I don't know, but I don't like the look of them. Ah, well, if um, 
My lads, I, I, I believe that you will be uh, looking for uh, ghosts in the shadows, so to speak. I, I, Elias, I know you doubt this, but as you said, it's it would be almost impossible. And based on our experience with you, we've come across a number of almost impossible things. And you've trusted us so far. I, I suppose you're right. Just um, try not to uh, cause any waves here. I've, we're, the, the alliance here is just begun. We don't want to fracture any relationship for as soon as it begins. Uh, don't you worry about us causing waves. We are the ghosts in the shadows. <laughs> Filippo, you, you stepped like right into the sunlight when you said that. <laughs> yeah, your scales are gleaming bright platinum as they sparkle against the walls. Oh, uh, just another quick thing, Leosin. If you find yourself in Neverwinter, don't tell anybody that we're still alive, okay? Um, all right, absolutely, of course. Um, I was um hoping and um probably incredibly apparent, but uh, there's a lot of um differing opinions and differing minds here, as uh, there are uh, many, as you saw, Fleeple, a lot of prejudice, and as uh, others uh, saw as well, that a lot of um, different socializations and uh, pedigrees here that have their pride at stake. If we were to rise strictly on this council, things would take months, and I'm glad that you all came because I feel that you, as a party, as the adventuring party, can really lead the way and cut through a lot of the red tape by taking action upon yourself and shaking the political stupor out of the alliance here. It's one reason why we want to give you the first choice of these three options so that we can sort of have the council rally behind you and uh, have you as a focus uh, to be able to be the dagger that drives through all of the issues that normally come up with bureaucracy to where we can really see the issue through all the way to the end. Leosin, have you been practicing poetry since last we spoke? That was very, very just evocative. Ah, well, I, 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 I've learned how not to do poetry. Oh, <laughs> you yes. get what I'm saying, right? Oh, it's so <laughs> terrible. I, it's the only thing I have to read that's not just like very dull sort of religious or academic text. So, I mean, even though it is terrible, sometimes you just need something light. I mean, we do have other books. Ah, we've got Deconstruction, that's right. <laughs> yes, and we have Malamara's little fancy book. Oh, y- oh yes, that... That book, very good. It seems that you've, seems that you've picked up quite a bit yes. uh, since uh, from from Candlekeep and your journeys. I I applaud all of you. And um, and he puts his hand to his heart and sort of like nods his head towards you, uh, Fleeple. And, and Fleeple, your uh, compliment is appreciated. Yes, yes. Real quick sidebar. Quick, quick sidebar. I pull Lance aside. Do, ah. do we tell? Do we tell Leosin about the book? So Malamara, last time I spoke to her. Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot. <laughs> Just realizing, um, Malamara. I asked Malamara, and she said that it was just a book that she was uh, intrigued by, and that she felt was because it was so protected, it might do us some good. Yeah, Mal, are you a part of this conversation? Are you just standing with Leosin? Well, he pulled me to the no. side. I don't know what happened. I know, I the did way not that pull Ned Malamara said that, yeah. <laughs> So it's just Mal and Leosin just awkwardly. So Mal's so, just like literally rocking on her heels and Leosin's going, um, 
So, uh, how how cold does it get in the spine of the mouth? Oh, it's it's quite, um, especially you know, as nomads in tents, it's mm. it's cold. Mm. Yeah, it is. Mm. All right. And he's responding too quickly, you know, like the responding you do, like when uh, you're trying to like seem interested, but really you're just awkward. So, um, yeah, Madame, she said that like it was it was just a curiosity thing, partially, but something. The way she said it was a little peculiar, and I guess I haven't told anybody this, but um, I looked in the book, and I started to be able to do things, and... <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, it's, it's complicated. I really wanted to talk to you about this. I don't know if this is the proper setting for it, but I'm a little concerned about the book. Yeah, as <laughs> all of these, like, royals and nobles are around you, you're talking about the Demonomicon no. and how it's changing Lance Thalen in this five-minute <laughs> recess to discuss, like, <laughs> what quests you're going to take you, you know what? You know what, Lance? In fact, I'm sure that we already did speak about this before when we were I doing all of our I stuff. Remember, in we had a lot of downtime. We had a lot of downtime. We yes. had, we've actually gone over this a lot. <laughs> So yes, of course we're not telling Leosin about I think the book. We've we resolved already this, that. actually. I think it's I think it's resolved. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we'll get to that flashback in a little bit. But um, we really need. To, I know this sounds peculiar, and it's Lance being paranoid. But I I swear, that member of the Order of the Gauntlet, Fleeple. There's something off about them, and I don't want to disrupt the alliance we have with them already. So I don't know if we should approach Beardy Man. I forgot his name. Uh, I don't know if we should approach him with it, or maybe Antar we should Froom, just... yes. Yes. Uh, or maybe we should just, like, kind of do it our own way, kind of try and follow him after the conference and corner him. I don't know what to do. Well, hat of disguise. And so you keep most of the animal... Uh, you use all parts of the animal... You say, Malamara. Uh, it's, it's you. You cut the furs. It's fascinating. Uh, it's quite. Uh, I mean, uh, it's some might say grotesque. A, I'm a traditionalist. What can I, mm. what can I say? So. Traditional. Yes, yeah. tradition. We have. We're nothing if not <laughs> if our tradition. Nothing if not tradition. Yes. I, if nothing. Mm. If nothing. Yes. If nothing. Mm-hmm. I've got pass without trace prepared today, so I think. Let's be the dagger that cuts through the red tape straight to the heart uh-huh. of the issue, you know? Yes. Let's let's talk about this book, like, a couple of weeks before right now, and then we'll get back to it. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Stuff. Yeah. All right. So, as um, you all convene back into the Council of Leosin, goes, all right, I will make the announcement, um... Uh, to have you speak with the Mage Guild uh, at your earliest convenience uh, to discuss a little bit more about the Dracorn and your journey north for the preparations that will be required there because there will be lots of preparations to go to the Spine of the North. So, um, And the gavel sounds. And uh, Leosin goes back up. And without a lot of fanfare, without a lot of fluff, um, Leosin gestures to you and goes, The Jank Squad have kindly and fervently requested that they go after information regarding the Dracorn as the Cult of the Dragon. This seems un- not a coincidence that it uh, was sounded as we were meeting. And so they are going to follow this lead to ensure 
that there is no other hidden information that we are without. Um, and I defer to the Council of Mages, the Mage Guild, and uh, those associated to speak with the, the Jake Squad here. And Leosin, he goes forth and uh, he, he keeps going on and he calls the Council for their opinions on who else should be following after the white worm speaker, the green worm speaker, because uh, if we can get the worm speakers and get their masks, we can stop or at least hinder what's going on. And the um, Emerald uh, Enclave, they stand up and uh, they speak about how they already are going forth and they are um, assisting uh, or rather they're trying to deal with the green worm speaker, but they need additional aid. Uh, and there is, uh, there are some from the Lord's Alliance that are able to uh, offer some aid, but the, uh, sorry, order, yeah, order the gauntlet. And then the Lord's Alliance surprisingly stands up as well and says, we will offer some aid to, uh, for some of the agents that are nearby. Uh, the Lord's Alliance, which as Leo Sin describes, uh, a little bit later they don't normally offer their aid uh, unless it is in a major city or it is uh, affecting trade or ec economics or things like that so the fact that they would go and help out with a danger that's going on in the woods is quite unusual but then for those to follow after the white worm speaker um, they continue to debate and discuss and lance as you your eyes haven't left this individual you see that they are just taking it all in they're they're seeming to take notes and just contribute to some of their fellow uh members of the order of the gauntlet as as they see fit but they definitely have that air of they're trying to pay attention pretty close attention to a lot of these details so any last minute things before the meeting is dispersed or ends i think I'm going to, before the meeting ends, just quietly cast Pass Without Trace on Lance and uh, just kind of say, I trust you, bud. You got this, sport. And as we're sitting here, Mal will just lean over to Lance. So you're going to go after that, the guy, right? Is Fleeple going? Are we staying here to talk? There's just, there's a lot of downtime before we go to the spine of the world. And go after the Dracorn. Are Wait, you going to go into the spine of the world? Sneaky what? stuff? I didn't get any of that. Oh my gosh. That's where you're from. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yes. We'll, you we'll, can be our guide. Yes, we'll fill you in. Uh, now, I did also, uh, it's probably, you know, making the most of this spell slot if I also cast Paths Without Trace on myself and Malamara just while we're at it, regardless of whether we're chasing after this dude or not. But, Lance, I think. It would be a good idea if at least one of us does a little sneaky sneak, oh, where's this guy heading off to kind of situation. Yes, uh, I would prefer, just in case I get in over my head, not to be alone on this. Maybe, I don't know, this is just my gut. Um, Fleeple, maybe you stay with um, Leosin to talk to the mages to figure out exactly what we're going to do. Madamara, I could use possibly your tracking skills in case we lose him. And I'm trying to remember, we have two hats of disguise? We have one. Yes, I can do that. And Zaza chirps up on my shoulder. Uh, yeah, if that's okay with Fleeple, if you feel comfortable staying here, we'll give you one of the sending stones and you guys can be, we can go try and be sneaky. Yes, uh, the people love me here. I'm really making waves. So I can, uh, you know, press the flesh, you know, make appearances, etc., etc. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. It feels good. It feels very good. Yeah. Don't forget to like and subscribe. 
Give us five stars on the podcast of your choice. All right. There you go. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our sister podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and what we're going to do before we go into our outro <laughs> is we are going to... 30 minutes into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're a really short episode of Podcast Fireball. I'm going to do something a little... I guess unusual, but um, I think appropriate for the time being before we go into this next exchange here. As the meeting is dying down, I want to be able to give the players an opportunity to talk about what they did during their downtime. Oh, hey. All right. So what happened in downtime? Fleeple, you wanted to go first? Yeah, Lance and I definitely talked about the book situation quite a bit. (laughs) But before we get into that, because that's fresh in our minds, the magic items. We need to figure out what the magic items are. What are our magic items, Thomas? (laughs) We have so many magic items. All right. So what's first? What do you guys want to go through first? Let's go the ring first, because that's what Fleeple's been wearing. The ring that I stole from Stonky that I've been wearing this entire time. So Fleeple... After an hour of wearing it, you realize that you could attune to it. Do you have any available attunement slots? Let me check just to make sure I have one attunement slot left. This ring is a ring of telekinesis. (laughs) Baby! Baby! For my players here, it was actually, it also had a command word in there that could control the skitterwigs. Ah. But could not be activated until you attuned to it, unfortunately. We controlled them to death. Well, live, live and let live or whatever. Uh, in any case, telekinesis, that is great. I am a big fan of yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. So that is your final attunement slot, I believe. Correct. All right. That's the first item. What's the next item you guys want to go over? Well, we got a platala of platala of magical items from the pitmaster. I don't know. You said there was a couple, at least. Yes. There were only a couple. Um, let me go ahead and look those up. Looking up music. Looking up the What else do you have attuned? I have the Amulet of Health and my Moonsickle. Oh, that's right. Do I have anything attuned to me? I think everything I have, I don't need to attune to. Yeah, that's what I was just looking at, too. Oh, do you have to tune to the boots? Uh, I haven't looked at that in forever. Let me check. That's my Unstone. Yep, Unstone is an attunement. Yeah. Uh, the boots do not need attunement. Nifty. Because, yeah, I have boots of elven kind. I have a sword of the dragon slayer, a short sword of the dragon slayer, which does not need attunement, and a dagger of venom, which does not need attunement. So, for the guy from the Bloody Bowl, there were two items that you took from him. One of them was a potion of supreme healing. Ooh! Mm-hmm. But he did not get a chance to down that sucker before he was eviscerated. Immolated, thank you very much. Uh, apologies. And then the other item, which uh, you were able to snag off of him, is a plus one leather armor. Ooh. Magic plus one leather armor. Who wears, what do you wear, Mickey? Uh, I don't, because I'm a barbarian. What does Fleeple wear? I wear leather, but I always have a shield, so my AC is 16 currently. I forgot, Fleeple has a shield. Yeah. How's Lance looking on AC? I have 16 as well, because I have such high dexterity, so. 
Okay, I'll defer to you because you are very much like up in people's faces when you fight. That's true. Thank you. I get plus one armor. Woo! Yeah! 17! Right. What other magic items? I think that's... Those are the only ones that I remember off the top of the my The ones head. that we have attained, I think, yeah. I mean, we could have bought some in the meantime, but... Uh, if if it's not a potion of longevity, I'm not buying it. <laughs> now, uh, just just uh, bookkeeping, do you want to consolidate all of your gems and your, like, figurines that are worth, like, a certain gold piece so, yeah, value? We have, or at least I have from Ralph the bag of jewels, and there were 30 jewels in there. I would say we want to sell those jewels, except for if there's some way we can roll to attain... Maybe in that bag, there's a couple jewels that line up with spells that we need. Yeah, like diamonds or things like that. Yeah, I have 300 gold of diamonds for revivify. Yeah, that's the big thing is we need the we need the gems for spells. None of my spells require or a gem. So maybe cost. like there's one more diamond of 300 in there, and then the rest of it we can just sell. At the very least, you could probably exchange for a diamond in the three weeks that you want. Waterdeep is plentiful in resources that are not scarce like a potion of longevity, so. <laughs> we can add a diamond to Fleeple's inventory for him for his revivify, and then would we be able to get, would we have to trade the whole bag for one of those, or are we able to get some money from it? Do you want to actually have gems, or would you rather just exchange it all for gold, basically? So. And just exchange it all for gold? Yeah, we just need the gold. Okay. We don't need the stones unless they're for spells. So what you can do is you can, uh, since we're in Waterdeep, go ahead and if you have any gems that you don't want to keep for spells or whatever, just switch that to gold now because you're able to find a vendor and a lender, and I'm not going to nickel and dime you and roll or anything like that. So that's, ooh, okay, I'm going to add that just to the party fund. I have an indeterminate amount of jewelry that I got from that dead Thayan wizard down there in the creepy death hallway. Mm, yes. And we never rolled for that? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, let's roll. I do have his red robe, but that turned out to be very valuable, so I'm going to be hanging on to that. We also have an astral plane rock. Well, Fleeple, that's uh, 1,100 gold pieces worth of uh, material from that Thay wizard. <laughs> Wow, man, how many potions of longevity could I get for that? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my pocket somehow is so much heavier now. Mm, it's a good feeling. We also have a miniature broom from a dead custodian dwarf. That's true. Is that magical? Did we ever see if that's magical? That's a good question. Miniature broom. Yeah, that, we found it in the pocket of the dead dwarf. So probably not magical. <laughs> no, it is. It's the most magical item there is. It is magical. <gasps> it is magical. Can we get that identified in our downtime? You're just messing with it, and there's a little, uh, little tiny button on the top, and as you click it, it expands into a normal-sized broom. That's it. And you click the same button, and it shrinks up into a tiny little broom. Can the broom fly? Uh, do you want to try jumping off, <laughs> off of something? Uh, I'll, I'll test it. <laughs> Be like, Malamara, let's let's see if this broom flies. And I get on top of it and I flap my wings. Look, Malamara, it's flying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying. It is not a flying broom. Uh, I was very, I was this close to choosing a broom of flying as my starting magic item, but I got the shades oh. of anti-sunlight instead. Which you still are wearing mm -hmm. the whole from time, time to time. <laughs> this whole time. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we also had, and this is actually like not the downtime before the council, but it is something maybe we could work in. The box that did not have the mask in it has a bunch of jewels in it. That's true. Mm-hmm. So at some point, we need to get that evaluated. It's a ton of jewels. I could have sworn I told you the amount last time. Lance is just so angry. I just blacked it out. Okay, so Resmir's treasure has the following. Peridot stones on a gold chain that's 400 gold pieces worth. Uh, a silver torque with dragon's head that is 200 gold pieces. Six moon stones, which is uh, 300 gold pieces total. 20 loose pearls totaling 3,000 gold pieces. Then, and then just loose change of 200 gold pieces, 600 silver pieces, and 50 platinum pieces. Which is 500 gold, right? 50 platinums, 500 gold. Yeah. Okay. I'm just doing it all in gold. I will total that up for the party fund. Yeah. I don't think we need to keep the jewelry and those jewels. If we want to just convert those as well while we're in town. Are pearls ever part of spells? Pearls is usually spells for, like, uh, wizards, I believe, right? Like, they usually need a pearl to... I feel like it's somewhere in there. Yeah, but... Since we don't have, uh, since the only spellcaster is uh, Fleeple, who's cleric and druid, I, I'd have to defer to him. Yeah, I love the the initial statement. Fleeple is the only spellcaster. He's a cleric. Is a very inaccurate statement. Yeah, in many are, we have a warlock. <laughs> we have a warlock on board. <laughs> we have a warlock, druid, cleric, and a demon, and a guy who read the demonomicon. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was referring yeah. to. Oh boy. You need a pearl for identify, fortune's favor, and the circle of death. Mm. Ah. There's a D&D uh, spell component database. Nifty. Hey! Just, you can just letting database. everybody know what our, what's in the bag of holding. So right now in our bag of holding, we have two sending stones, one greater healing potion, one emblazoned coin. I think that was from Lottie's place. Three ceremonial daggers, which Lance actually just flew on, through onto the floor, but... He can pick them up. One potion of supreme healing and 7,900 gold. Nifty. Plus, we also have we also have an astral plane rock from the Gith attackers. Um, yes. I still have a cracked ivory carved dragon image and a hat of disguise and then just my own little things. See, I have just shy of 2,500 gold. Cool. Okay. I have 600 gold. I have 110 gold. Why am I so loaded? <laughs> because you are saving You're up for saving a for a potion of longevity. longevity. You're a hoarder of money for that one thing. Because the Illusory Illusion said that the last time that you asked, they said it'd be roughly like 10 to 11,000 gold pieces, possibly. You know, it's just, it's it's my pension plan. Yeah. There you go. It's a retirement There plan. you go. <laughs> to bring youth back so you can live longer and earn it all again. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we've caught up after 20 episodes, it feels like, of not uh, going through those magic items in inventory. Well, let's transition into, as was discussed, the Demonomicon and the conversation that Lance and Fleeple, possibly Mel, want to have. But we'll start, I'll leave that to Lance here as he's... uh, as he's one day just sitting in the his own room, or in the room by himself, just thinking about the Demonomicon, and uh, Fleeple just outside or downstairs, and Mal's off doing her own thing. And So yeah, Lance will at some point seek out Fleeple to talk to him in a private room. Yes, when you find him, he is uh, 
he has spent like 10 gold on a charcuterie board because he just realized how much money he has. Um, <laughs> wow, this is a really nice charcuterie. The, <laughs> the best vendor's like, in oh. Waterdeep. Yes, and I've inlaid it with the flecks of gold, edible gold as well, sir. And you're like, mm, not good enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so Lance will seek out Fleeple and his charcuterie. Um, Fleeple, do you have a second to talk? I don't mean to pull you away from your your love. Ah, oh, not, not, not to worry, not to worry. We can bring it with. Oh, is that blue cheese I see? The vendor's like, very well, master. And it just starts following you. With the charcuterie board. The, the silver platter came with it. Can you oh believe my that? Gosh, Fleeple, we got to talk about budgeting. Uh, it's platinum, actually. Oh, see? Fleeple, we really platter. need to talk about budgeting. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, once we're in one of the rooms, probably, that we're staying in. So, uh, Fleeple, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't know, I don't know when I'm going to be able to bring it up in the future, but um, I... Uh, if you remember, when we were in the library, Malamara was very fervently after a book. And if you remember, she tossed it behind her, and you, using um, Star Platinum, was able to grab it and bring it back yes. to us. And I'm a little, um, I'm a little worried about the book. Uh, yeah. Why would you How be worried I? about the book? Oh, you know, well, one, the look of it. Uh, it has that like is a, true. a skeleton hand kind of trying to interlock it and close it. And two, I talked to Manamara about it because remember, I was kind of pissed off at her when she did that. And I had asked her, like, why did you do that? And she said, it was just an interesting book. And I, you, you guys were busy doing things. And, and I, thought, I thought it would help the party. And it, it's, it's nothing. It means nothing to me. And I believed her for the most part, but it was a little murky. Because if I recall, when I did when we did deception rolls, there was one that was successful, but one that was kind of like hazy. So it was like you trust her, but there's questions. You trust Mal, but there's something. There's a little bit of doubt to, to like her true intention. There is just a tiny bit. So like, I think I think she wasn't like maliciously doing something. I just I don't know what this book. I don't know what it is. I tried to do some research. I cannot keep on it. It has something to do with demons, um, which makes me concerned because she told me, like, it has nothing to do with me. But then that's my Malamara impression. Nothing to do with me. That's a terrible Malamara impression, by the way. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. I'm really bad at impressions, uh, as, as evidence with my mom death impression. But um, I opened it to do the research, to kind of find out about it. And, um, it gave me powers. Oh. Yeah, like, if you if you haven't noticed, I think I did it once, uh, where, like, I can now shoot fire <laughs> from my hands. Oh, welcome to the club. It feels good, doesn't it? it? No, no, it doesn't, because whenever I do it, I'm filled with a supreme amount of rage that I've only associated with Malamara. And... Not with how I feel about Malamara, not that, but, like, I've only seen this rage come from Malamara, and I'm only really ever doing this fire thing when I'm really angry at something. And that's what I see with Malamara when she's kind of going demon-y. So it's a little concerning. And then, like, I haven't really tried this one out, but I started, like, I don't... How, how to describe this? Um... 
So, like, I haven't really done this on anyone, but, like, I could make a hand appear. <laughs> I've kind of done it on my own. Um, some, some cats have been involved. I don't want to talk about it. But, um, like, a hand appears, and it, like, almost, like, makes the thing go dead that it touches. It's a little concern. A little concern. A little? Least. Yes. Mm, so, uh, you're probably cursed. Oh, but... Oh, no. Oh, no. Um... Um... Okay, well, I don't know. Because, like, I can do these things, but, like, nothing bad has happened to me. So it's got to be, like, a no-consequences kind of thing, right? Yes, of course, of course. Um, sh should we get this examined, do you think? Maybe, yeah, I, I'm just worried. Like, I don't know, because I trusted Madamara when she said, like, eh, this, I, it, it's nothing, it's just something I'm interested in. So I was like, okay, let me just research it on my own. But now I can start doing these things, and I don't know, I just feel like... I feel like this weight upon me, like, whoever's controlling this whole thing has somehow just been like, oh, I'm too busy to really get to this moment, but it's somehow going to come back at you. Um, mm. I just feel like, I don't know, the geeky man in the corner is really starting to starting to pop out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. So I think here's just, just, just spitballing here. I think maybe there's a great deal of significance to this book, and maybe Malamara was trying to downplay that. I don't know, like, she totally, like, blew it off. But then, oh, this man, I was really naive, come to think of this. Because I had told her, like, oh, let's tell Leosin about it. And she was like, no, let's not. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a thing that continues. I really should have connected forward. the dots better, I think, <laughs> with this. Yeah, I feel like we're going to continue to not tell Leosin about this book. Okay. What should we do? I don't know what to do with it, and I think it's a little concerning, and now that we've been talking about it, I'm starting to be more suspicious about it and why Malamara would want it, but I thought she was... I don't know. What should we do? Should we just talk to Malamara? Uh, hmm. Well, I... I think that perhaps it wasn't Malamara who wanted this book. We have seen Malamara act in ways that were not entirely of her own volition. Oh, crap. I, I would hope at least I've been an that idiot. perhaps... <laughs> He's like freaking out now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Ooh, I'm so bad at this. Okay. At least if we have it, then a, a big bad demon doesn't have it. Am I right? Yeah, but that big bad demons kind of following us around with Malamara. So we have the thing at once. I have... <gasps> I have the thing at once. Yes. Oh boy. You have okay. the thing at once. Yes. Now, do we want to continue to have the thing at once? What do you mean? Like, we should just, like, Jumanji this thing and throw it in a river? <laughs> now, I... That probably wouldn't actually get... Here's the thing, like, magic items, especially magic items of this intense power, this legendary artifactual sort of power, you can't exactly just, like, toss it in the fire and hope that it burns up, because it's not going to, because it's filled with demonic energy that prevents it from being burned up in the fire, that kind of stuff. So, if we could just, like, try and toss this into a volcano and hope that that gets rid of the warlock patron, but, you know, that doesn't... That's not necessarily how it works. So what should we do? <sighs> should we should we talk to Manamara about this? Probably. 
Okay, let's let's talk to it. We flash to the conversation with Malamara. Hey, Whether it's buddy. the same day, <laughs> five, five <laughs> seconds later, or it's some time past as you've been able to recall and reflect on what you're going to say, but three of you, Lance and Fleeple, you have already broached the topic of discussing the Demonomicon, and if I might mean to be so bold, you've already discussed what is happening to you, Lance, as a result of it. Now you don't need to you don't need to respond immediately. The foie gras is very tasty if you need something to you know ruminate upon. Mal will look at Lance. You're really shooting fire out of your hands after reading that book. Yeah. And he doesn't think it's cool. It's well, it's not that it's not cool, it's that like I feel anger when I do it. Like anger I've never felt before. And it's not it's concerning. I mean, any new magical ability is concerning. Manamara, do you know what this is? I, I told you, in the library, it was it was behind a barrier, and we're always going after a magical item. I mean, Lan- Fleep- whatever his name is, Fleeple is wearing that ring that we found at the bottom of an acid pit. Just slipped it on, didn't even let me look at it, didn't even tell me he had it until we were about to take off into space. I turn towards the camera and shrug as the bass riff plays in the background. That's Fleeple. So you... You don't know what this book is or what it does. I haven't seen it since we left the library. Lance will take it out and put it on the table. Bold move. Um, (laughs) Mal is unsure what to do with it because the appearance of it... She can feel... Air 2's greed for it, having it out in the open. So, if we don't know what this book is, we don't know what it does except for good magical powers, but somehow is tied to demons and the hells, would you, Malamara, reconsider that I can just give this to Leosin right now? Because you don't... What does it matter? You you said it, you opened it, right? What, um, is it is it in common? What did, what did the... What did the book say? It's, I believe Thomas was it in infernal or, you know, a language of, of a demon or a, or of, of a devil. Yeah, abyssal. Yeah, abyssal. Was I able to identify it eventually? Like that that not to read it actually, but to identify that this is yeah. abyssal in language. Yeah, you had people in um, Candlekeep helping you with that. Uh, they were able to help identify because I wrote some of the words them. down, but not the book exactly. Itself. And Malamara, as you look at the book, you know that you would be able to read this if you take it upon yourself, because you know Abyssal. I do? Yeah, remember in the hidden library that was given to you by Air 2. Write it down. Surprise. Surprise. Oh boy. I can speak two languages now. Yeah. It's in Abyssal, which is obviously concerning. I don't think we should hold on to this. If we don't know what it is or what it does, and it's starting to give me powers, which sound great, but really concern me of where those powers might be coming from. I would say we just give it to Leosin. Well, I I know you probably don't want to hear this, but uh, just as you have contacts in the underworld from your time with Vandal, I have contacts in Waterdeep from the, my time with the caravans that do speak Abyssal. Do you want to find out what's what this is about from the source rather than give it to a monk kind of a cleric 
I, I feel like giving it to somebody like that is probably not the best hands to put it into, especially with, you know, the uh, us going into the council meeting soon and all those people going to be here and because um, I don't know about the alliance and how rocky it is yet. Malamara, we got we got it from his library. We got it from the Candle Keep Library. And the Candlekeep Library has lots of different factions in it, and not all of them are clerics. Can I incite Malamara? But Leosin, I'm not going yeah. to because I've done this before, and I did not want to cross that boundary of it. But yep, Fleep will go ahead and roll an insight. All right, he got this sport. Say twenty-four. <laughs> all right, Mickey. Oh dang it. It was a 21. If it's any consolation, if I hadn't cast Guidance, it would have been a 22. Guidance! So we just see, like, Fleeple over there being like, you got this sport. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Casting. Pat himself on the back. Giving himself a flat tire. (laughs) (laughs) Malamara does not have contacts. That's Big Abyssal. (laughs) Anywhere in the continent of Faerun. What kind of what kind of person has contacts that speak abyssal? Well, when you were saying like you have contacts in the underworld, I was fully expecting you to be like, I have contacts in the underworld. <laughs> in the underworld. That was what she was implying, and she has c- kind of no such contact. Mm-hmm. I have no contacts in the city of Waterdeep that speak abyssal. So Fleeple, it's pretty clear that she is lying. Would we say pretty clear? We were like three numbers apart, okay? Like mm-hmm. that's tr- well, with his him beating to you, it's clear that she is lying, and you can make the deduction with everything going on with air two. You feel that she is trying to get this book without raising suspicion. I'm just not seeing the. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Lance and she'll Lance Mal will reach out toward him. Um, and put her hand on the table near where he's sitting. Lance hasn't taken his hand off the book, by the way. He's he put it on the table, but he's like holding on to it the whole time, just talking. As someone who woke up with powers kind of unexpectedly, I would want to know what is doing this to me, and I can get those answers for you. And then, and then, if it's a if it's coming from a place you don't want, maybe they could have an uncurse. Or at that point, maybe there's a, a temple in the city that uh, we could un, uncur- we could pay your out magic, of our exorbitant. Your magic knowledge <laughs> is so fund. thorough. The uncursed spell. <laughs> the uncursed spell. <laughs> we could pay. We could ah, pay yes. a, a, a cleric to uncurse spell you. My my magic is limited. My understanding of magic that. is quite limited. To <laughs> uncurse spell you. But I I really truly feel that Leosin is not the right direction to go to with this book. Fleeple, this is a red flag. Mm-hmm. I reach into my bag and grab something and start kind of fidgeting with it in my hands, and I say, Malamara, you work for me, correctly? Yeah. What is that? Remember we had that whole encounter where you paid me to, to work for you because we were working on caravans all the way back in Greenest? You've been moonlighting on the side, it seems, working for somebody else. I literally have only been with you guys for the past three months. Yes, but somebody else has been with us too. 
hanging around in that noggin of yours. Your patron. So? And I lift up what I took out of my bag, and it is the contract. And I say, if this arrangement is not agreeable to you, I cast Produce Flame and burn the contract. And I say, you may work for this other employer if you wish. And I slide the charcuterie platter across the table and say, here's your severance. And I hop down off my chair and walk out. I would like to roll an insight check based on this whole encounter to see, because I didn't want to roll another one to break that back one, but I feel like there's been enough counters that I can possibly gain more insight. Because now I'm telling you a totally different story now. Yeah. That is 23. Yeah. Mal only got a 21, so the same insights you gather from, like Fleeple, you pierce her, you look at her, and with the contract burned, and she sees the ashes in front of her with the charcuterie board as her severance, her eyes sort of fall, crestfallen, and as she stares at her severance and she slowly looks up at you with emotion in her eyes, but pain of the whole situation, things are starting to click into place and you recognize what's going on here. And you know that Mal has been lying and she's been trying to get this book. Wait, is Fleeple gone? Yeah, I'm going to go get myself another charcuterie board to work off all of these emotions. Manamara, what does Air 2 want with the book? After Fleeple's departure, his very dramatic departure, you asking her that question, you see that she gets immediately defensive. What do you mean, what does Air 2 want with the book? I, I can't believe that this is absolutely ridiculous to say that I'm moonlighting to have the stupid display of, of him putting up the flames. We all have other people in our lives. We all have ghosts with us. Fleeple all of a sudden becoming a cleric of Bahamut. That's working on the side. We all have ghosts around us. You are obviously have, have some kind of thing that you've been hiding from us. This whole vandal thing that you've been hiding with us. You were off talking with Ralph at that on the beach about something. You have not been honest with us either. While Malamar is ranting, Lance has one hand on the on the book, kind of like, kind of nodding along with her. We went into this meeting with a lot more tension than we thought we had in our yeah. party. And I'm just gonna, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, Lance is just gonna like he has his hand on the book, and he's just gonna kind of pick up the book and hold it in both hands, like to kind of like himself, as he's like listening to Malamara, and then he's just gonna look at her and go, I'm genuinely sorry. And he's going to cast Invisibility. And run. As the the Jank squad, during their downtime, during this tension-filled conversation, which uh, has been coming to a head for quite a while, Mal, furious, livid, fleeple, heartbroken, I would say, and Lance confused and turning invisible. What will they do? How will they reconcile? And how will they end up a month from now all agreeing to go on 
another adventure together? We're going to have to find out possibly next time on I Cast Fireball. Yeah, yeah we don't will. worry, audience. Yeah, we, we will it's have a guarantee. To that out. Yeah. It's fine. It's... <laughs> don't worry about the jank squad. They were all together a month from now, hanging out at that big summit. It's all fine. See, there you go. You, you gotta, you gotta get back together, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, <laughs> you, you can't possibly break up because in a month from now. We've already done it. It's set in stone. stone baby. If you don't show up. Oh my gosh. Time is broken. I feel like maybe we so. just redo the first part of that episode. We just timeline this. We nope. Just, I'm locking it we in. We broke the timeline. I'm locking it in. I've locked that in. I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen That's here. That's a challenge. Mm-hmm. That is. That's going to be very fun. It's going to be uh, going to require a lot of uh, creativity, a lot of... Uh, character growth and development here. I'm excited to see how it's going to go, but we'll have to find out on a future episode of I Cast Fireball. Ned, Jacob, Mickey, thank you as always for playing. Thank you, of course, as always for tonight's session. Uh, but you listeners, thank you for joining us on this continue adventure, continued adventure that we have in the world of Faerun, in the world of Tyranny of Dragons, where we have crazy demonic patrons and demonomicons going on. So thank you so much for diving in, going on this emotional journey with us, and uh, seeing what's going to happen uh, before they all join together at the, the council at Waterdeep. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. It'll let us know that you like what we're doing and gets us uh, into other people's recommended feeds. And if you'd like to leave something a little bit longer, you can shoot us an email at icastfireball2020 at gmail.com where you can share what what you're liking and what you're hoping to see. Speaking of shooting us emails, reaching out to us on either our social media platforms at castfireball20 or uh, leaving us a review, we've got... A question that was asked to us by Gacha Wolf Soul. The question is, does Lance and Mal like each other? Hmm. Well, this episode, it may be hard to answer that question. <laughs> so uh, you'll have to, you'll have to both join us on a future talkback or word of recall where we uh, possibly address this question as well. We also have some other reviews that were left by that person, hashtag the cool one which is a five-star, says thank you. And they go, wow, this is awesome. The story is such, is such depth. You guys do an amazing job at keeping things clean. Thank you so much. And lastly, we have I Am Not a Spy 1000. And it says Ned is Kermit the Frog. And five stars, Ned is exceptional at Kermit impressions. Please do an entire episode in Kermit mode. So, Ned, you've got a challenge here for a future iCast Fireball to try and make uh, Fleeful into Kermit, possibly. Yeah, I, I'm trying... I'm racking my brain trying to remember when I did a Kermit impression on this podcast. <laughs> well, we may be hearing one soon from Ned, but thank you all for shooting us an email, shooting, uh, leaving those uh, reviews. And um, speaking of Ned, 
We're going to shoot this uh, shout out our sister podcast here, Improv Tabletop, where you can go hit, listen to him do a lot of wacky voices with their mini one, uh, mini one month uh, fate accelerated campaigns that they have over there, where he plays literally everybody as the game master and their ongoing campaign in the Avatar world. That's Avatar Last Airbender, uh, where they are doing their season two blades in the Dao Fate. It's super fun. Uh, and there's a lot of spirit shenanigans. So go give them a listen. Don't forget to leave them a five star review. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers. But until next time, I'm Tom Shurdiam, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, everybody, and we'll see you all next time.